0: Welcome to Healing and Horsemanship, a podcast exploring the many healing paths we walk with horses. I'm your host, Shannon Ray Riley of Wild Whaling Therapeutics and Training. This show is supported by The Herd. The Herd offers monthly bonuses for members, including access to a growing content library on all things health, wellness, and horses. For more on membership, visit wildwhaling.com slash podcast. Thank you for joining me on this wild ride and now onto the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 7 of the podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing an interview with Kelly Dukarski of A Wild Omen. Kelly is an equine gestaltist who partners with horses to offer a somatic healing experience in which clients are able to clear trauma from the body, reclaim their happiness, and embrace the beauty of who they are. Kelly's based in West Newbury, Massachusetts. She has over three decades of experience as a horsewoman, in addition to 25 years working as a horticulturist and 15 years as a folk herbalist. Her deep love of horses comes right across in this interview. She talks about how she's walked a non-traditional path as a horsewoman and how she weaves her healing work with herbs and nature into her work with horses. In this interview, we explore the importance of giving back to our horses in return for all they give us through nature-based rituals, how facilitating healing with horses in a consent-based approach might look, the profound ways in which horses show up to offer us insight and help us move through difficult experiences and traumas, How doing our personal work must come first before we go forth to help others. Kelly's horse Vision Quest, who kicked off her horsemanship journey with a bang and showed her what relationships founded on mutual respect look like. And of course, how even after years of witnessing the transformative power of work in this field, Kelly talks about how it remains beyond words to truly explain. And on that note, before we dive into the interview, I wanted to share that I have a session booked next week on June 6, 2023 with my local equine gestaltist. One of the bonuses for this episode will actually be me sharing my experience about what this work looked like for me. And I want to give a shout out to Kate at Ranch House Collective in Woodacre, California. I'm so excited to work with you and get a feel for this work in my body. Also, especially after hearing Kelly's testimonials, let's just say that I expect many of you out there tuning in are going to go out and find your local equine gestaltist after this episode. Okay, so now sit back, grab a cup of herbal tea, and enjoy my interview with Kelly. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I'm really excited to get to know you better and just learn more about the amazing work that you do.
1: Nice. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thank you. All right. We have a lot of directions we could go, but just before we really dive in, first off, because I always get confused about this, could you just pronounce gestalt? Is it gestalt? Gestalt.
1: Yeah, you did really well. Yep. It's gestalt.
0: Yeah. Gestalt.
1: Gestalt. Yeah.
0: Um, more of a sh-
1: <laughs> There. Okay.
0: Okay. So, in describing your work to me, you wrote that it gives us the ability to clear trauma from the body, move through grief, speak our truth, and live in our values. And it is often life changing and profound. So, why don't we just dive into like that ooey gooey, life <laughs> changing center of it all?
1: Okay. Well, So Gestalt is a German word and really the translation of Gestalt is about a return to wholeness or the symbol of wholeness, right? And so it can also be described as flowing into form. And I really love that. I I just love that whole description because it offers us an opportunity to come into this as we are, however we are, and go at our own pace. Right. And so when, let's see, how do I describe this? So gestalt is a type of, it's a healing modality, which is a type of therapy, um, that centers around an experience. And in this case, it's, it's an experience with the horses and it's, it offers this cathartic release. So if we believe that trauma is trapped in the cells of our body, which can be trapped in our, the cells of our body, we often need um, help <laughs> kind of coaxing this out, right? Because our mind, our brains go into a protective mode that really keeps us from our truth keeps us from taking a good look at where these things come from and how they happened. And really this beautiful thing happens when you get in the presence of a horse and a horse is able to tap into this. And so people always ask me, how does a horse do that? Right? Like how, what is this? Is this, cause they think of it as maybe, um, Oh, it's a little hokey. You know, what is this? What is this magic that you're talking about? But really the thing that happens is the trauma itself gets locked in the chakra points of our body or the energy part, the points of our body, right? That's where we hold our trauma. So depending on your life experience and the things that happen to you, those settle into the different energy points in your body. And a horse that is made up completely of energy, right? They respond to that all the time throughout the entire day, right? Their nervous system, Um, and that's a whole nother thing, you know, like going into the fight or flight mode of like their nervous system, they're responding all the time. And so they have this ability to align their chakras with ours to determine where we're trapped, where we're holding that negative energy or that trauma. And it offers this really beautiful opportunity for us to have a cathartic release around that. There's no, it, people feel a sense of real safety in the eyes of a horse, in the presence of a horse. And it brings them to this place of real vulnerability and acceptance to really be able to tell their story. You know, they tell their story to my horse and it's it's consensual that my horse in the process of this of this work is at is at liberty it's not haltered it's completely free to participate in this work as it chooses and they choose it every single time they step up for that client every time i get choked up about cuz it's just so beautiful to witness and i feel like yeah i feel really grateful and fortunate to be a part of this, you know, to be able to shine a light on the healing capacity of horses. Really? Did that answer it? (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: definitely. So for people who are completely new to like, maybe they've never heard of Gestalt, but they're completely new to the idea of like using horses in a therapeutic way or partnering with them in a therapeutic way. So how would you describe like, what do these sessions look like or is it completely different depending on the horse and the human?
1: Um, both Both. and all of that. Yeah. So as people are individuals, right. And they come with their own, um, Well, everyone's an individual and they come with their own set of beliefs and values and um, personal situations, personal traumas or whatever it is, right? And let's just say this. I want to kind of throw this out there because trauma is a word that shows up a lot. It's really talked about right now. And the reality of trauma is that it Trauma at its core is an adverse experience, right? And we've all had that. Every single person on the planet has had trauma. It's the degree of trauma that each one has experienced, right? And so when people come to me, it's at all different levels. And so a a session might look like I do not take an intake, on a client because I want them to show up and to be received with no preconceived notions about what's happening. I want them to enter into the session completely present to the day and not Because oftentimes, like I said, our brain is working really hard to protect us. So we've already thought about our strategies on how we're going to show up and the stuff that we're going to talk about long before we even got there, right? I think I'm going to talk about this. And this is what's really coming up for me. But when they get there and they have an opportunity to get present in nature, right? Out in nature and have these awarenesses where they slow down and I ask them to tap into their body. to to start to feel into their body and get out of their head, the session really unfolds from there. And oftentimes it's about many different things other than the thing that they showed up to talk about in the first place. It can, it usually is. Um, And the horses respond to that immediately. When a client arrives, my horse has already taken a read on them. We, we typically meet right outside of the paddock or the pasture that we're working in. And my horse is already um, taking a read on them. And as we start to unfold in the session of, it starts out with a little bit of, well, conversation about where they're at. We tap into their body and pretty instantly, my horse is already giving me the cues on where to go with this and we instantly move into the um, pasture or the, you know, the paddock to work with the client. And it's because as soon as my client enters, the horse goes into action and they typically line up their chakra points on their body with my clients. And that instantly tells me that, yep, we are going in the right direction based on what they're telling me and how my horse is responding to that. Um, it can also change you because as soon let me say it like this. Horses respond to us when we are in our body, in our hearts, and not in our heads. And that switchover happens really fast right just like when you see a horse in a field they're switching over between that fight or flight mode constantly right they're they're going back and forth they do the same thing with a client when a client goes from feeling telling us you know how they feel where they're at um my horse is right there with them and then their story can unfold but there comes a point when a client could, um, have an awareness that, oh my gosh, I'm telling my story because they've never told this to anybody before. And they'll switch back into their heads, and my horse will instantly take a step back and not respond. And then they might say, oh my gosh, the horse doesn't like me. No, that's not it at all. You know, they go right into the self judgment mode, but that's not it at all. It's that he, will respond to you when you get back into your body. And again, that awareness for a client is like, wow, it shows the disconnect and how we are so disconnected from our day in general, that being disconnected from our body is somehow safe, right? And that's just, the more we connect with our body and get in tune to who we are, then we have this ability to not only heal, but set our course for the future, right? It gives us courage and empowerment and sets us on a whole new path. So each experience is very different depending on the person and depending on what they bring into the session. And the horses respond differently, differently to each person, but every, I mean, I <laughs> I am truly blown away in every session. I'm in awe of them in every single session. Absolutely. And I'm in awe of the clients that come to me too for this vulnerability and willingness to trust all that's happening to a horse, right? That is just like, well, it gives me great hope for the future, right? It gives me great hope for not only the future of healing and therapy and But for the recognition of the gift that horses can give to us, you know, truly, that is like, that's the part for me that drives it all, you know, puts it all together.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think that people are finding horses more on a daily basis because not because they want to ride or like have any. Performance goals, but they just want to be in their presence. They want like horse energy. And it does because we're so disconnected in our daily life from nature, from like the rhythms of the seasons. Horses are that entry point almost, that like earthy energy for us to go, wow, this is what we've been missing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think on a personal level, nature has always had the ability to ground me and bring me back to myself. I think that's really where it all started for me is understanding that. But when I allowed horses to witness me in all my successes and failures and, you know, when I allowed horses to see me for me, I was able to see beyond myself, right? And cast my gaze outward. And it became like this beautiful, gosh, like like expansive vision of the future for me. I know that sounds like, <laughs> whoa, like out there, but I was never more at home than I was when I was in nature. And never, and, and the the icing on all of that, right, was that I got to not only experience nature, but I got to experience it with my horses. And there was something about that, um, even from a really young age, that helped me feel connected because oftentimes maybe in my my life, right, where other people saw me, I didn't. And it allowed me to tap into my creativity or or tap into my curiosity and those things drove me right those things um yeah it's so interesting it's like when, you, when i reflect on this stuff i can attribute um many of the things that have happened in my life and even the majority of the most important decisions of my life I can attribute that to horses in my time spent in, you know, a really reflective state in nature, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Wow. I love that. Okay. Can we take a, Bunch of steps back then, and actually get into get into the horse that really set you on this path. You talked about your first horse, whose name was Vision Quest.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> so lovely. I love that name. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be a profound teacher for you with that
1: name. Yeah. I think you know. I was really thinking about this a lot, and just the other day I was reflecting on it. And the thing about Quest is that you know, I got him from a old horse dealer who was dealing with horses from the kill pen, you know, auction, which is one thing. And he, how do I say it? He just was a horse that really spoke to me. He was in this horrible condition. And yet I saw him as the, this bright, shiny star, right? Like I, knew that that was my horse. And the horse dealer was like, no, you don't want that horse. Right. You know, he was like really kind of sad, empathetic and had strangles and, you know, like he was really run down and it was, it just, it just killed me because I thought he was so magnificent. Right. And so that was my horse. That was it. There was no denying it. And I brought him to a farm and gosh, he turned into this beauty. Right. And, and we had this partnership where I think that like, I saw him through all of that. Right. I, I saw him through, you know, when the world was looking at him, like that's a broken down horse that's not looking so great, right? He's not looking so great. And I was able to see him as this beautiful, magnificent being. And I think that reflected back on me because he taught me so many lessons about myself and how to reconnect with myself and how to be and how to stand on my own. And, and, um, you know, there's so many things like take chances and, Um, oh gosh, spread my wings and yeah, just there, I could go on and on, but really the thing that I noticed is that every time I was with him, I had this opportunity to get really, I was very creative and it drove a lot of my ideas for gosh, I, I think about like starting a business, you know, I would, um, so I had this business where I was, um, became, I was a horticulturist and I became a garden designer and I did all this stuff, but I really needed a lot of creative energy to keep that going. And every single day I would spend with him and go for a ride through nature. And we would go on these tracks that were just like, you know, five hours way out into the middle of nowhere. And, um, I would let him loose and go for a swim in the pond, in the river, the pond, or, you know what I mean? Like I would, we would pick berries. Like I would be like, we just kind of had like these adventures together. And there was this sense of real freedom. And I think that that's what he represented for me as well, was a sense of this really uplifting freedom where I could go and be and do whatever I wanted to do. I I wasn't stuck. I wasn't, um, I didn't have to conform. Um, I got to do and be and see who I was in his presence. And that is so like, ugh. that's like, (laughs) that's like the deal. That's like the magic, right? But when it's happening, I'm not totally aware that it's happening. I'm just feeling it. Right. And I know that there's something super special about the feeling of it. Um, yeah, he, but but you can't put your finger on it when it's there. I know that he was a touchstone for me for sure. And he gave me that sense of freedom and inspiration and yeah, that's, that's just it. That's like the essence of horse medicine, right? That's the deal. So I started realizing after spending time with him that I was flooded with all these ideas and I launched this successful business, and it gave me um, an opportunity to be myself and take chances and vision out. Gosh, All these things that in the moment I wasn't aware of were happening to me. But yeah, really, he gave me wings for sure.
0: So I'm curious, did you see that as a common thing within the horse people that you were around? Or do you feel like it was something special about this horse and your relationship with him?
1: You know, I think that I looked at horses differently. I saw... I saw the expectation. The women that I encountered had an expectation in their horses to ride or compete or do the thing. And I was so at home and so happy with just being in his presence. You know, I would take my horses for hand walks. I would take him for, I would sit in a pasture with him. I would take him for a walk in the woods in hand. I would let him free he was with me like by my side like someone would take their dog i guess and that's not something that people at least not here on the east coast were used to seeing right that's not a behavior that's not a relationship that they had with their animals yeah gosh i remember i remember being in a group of people the hunt like fox hunting is really prevalent here, which is, there's no fox, it's like a dragged scent, but the whole, you know, pageantry of the fox hunt and, you know, that whole thing, it's kind of, I mean, it. well, I don't know, I guess I'm not going to comment on that. But what I did, (laughs) what I did learn from that is like, I, they would ride through this farm where I kept my horse at the time and before I moved him home. And I remember having this conversation and they would say, what discipline do you ride? And I would laugh because it was so unfamiliar to me. And I remember saying discipline, <laughs> I have no discipline. Like I, I, <laughs> I ride my horse through the woods. I go on a, you know, I hack out. And that was something, even that is somewhat foreign to them because there was always a job an objective, uh, you know, a, they were doing something, but it, it never felt very consensual to me. It never felt like the there was free will involved. No one ever seemed as though they spent time with their horse. In fact, most didn't know much about their horses except how to saddle them up and go, and that was always very sad to me and I knew that I had a different relationship with my horse for sure for sure
0: yeah that is that is really common here on the west coast too still. And I see it like slowly changing and rippling out in all these different ways. But even then you have sort of the other the other side of the coin is when people are so f- focused on the relationship, say, with like natural horsemanship. Then we get into like playing the games perfectly, making sure that we're doing all the things to have the perfect relationship. But it's still some kind of overarching objective that gets us out of that real World with them, the world that they exist in daily. And we're just coming out of our, you know, our boxes, our minds, and trying to manipulate something somehow. So to really take a deep dive with them and like hack out and go for walks in the woods, it just flips the narrative. And we're sort of in that partnership more with them, right? Like you're being shown all these things by your horse that you might not otherwise experience.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's such a beautiful relationship. But to me, it just symbolized, like I said, this connectedness, this relationship that I mean, I I feel like I longed for it. I yearned for it. When I didn't the when the days went by that I couldn't do that, I felt a real loss around it, you know? And I think that says something too. It's like, I missed my partner, right? I couldn't wait to get back there. I couldn't wait to get back there with him. And you know, that, that was a really strong relationship. I think um, it, I can see where, you know, when I got my next horse um, and brought him into our Our farm and our relationship, you know, I still had Quest. And um, that this horse, his name is Avery. I've had him since he was a little guy. And he was pretty misunderstood as well. You know, a lot of, you know, he's a big, beautiful Hanoverian. So there was a lot of expectation placed on him to be a big, beautiful Hanoverian, right? And do the thing. Um, um, As I think that he was in, you know, like a show jumping barn at the time and as a baby. And then, he was given to me because he just wasn't good enough. And he's the best thing of, I mean, he's the, he's my heart. Right. And so quest, I think they, it was quest was such a beautiful like teacher and mentor to him as well. And I don't know, there's something that happens too, when you add horses to that mix when you already have this beautiful relationship with one horse and then they can go oh so this is how it is right i get it i can be like this and it builds their confidence and you know at first when you say the stuff about natural horsemanship i i wanted a different way to interact with my horse a different way to communicate and understand because i i think i just wanted to make sure am i right? Can we have this, can we do this thing together to expand on our connection, our minds, you know, can we do this thing? And then I soon realized, like you said, that it was really another way of an organized type of uh, activity or perfectionism. And I wasn't into it. I'm not into that. And when I let all the things go, I mean, gosh, even through all the years I rode and went and I strictly trail rode and went on adventures and, you know, had time with my horses, it wasn't until I addressed or became aware of my own trauma or my own, gosh, I, I can't even put it into words. It wasn't until I knew myself better that I could have this completely freeing relationship. With my horses, where every time I got into the saddle, it was the most connected I'd ever felt, and I really attribute that to Gestalt. I know I like all those years of having this relationship and this beautiful connectedness to my horses, and it wasn't until I am I looked deeper into myself through the lens of Gestalt that I had an even more powerful and deeper relationship with my horses. Every time I got into the saddle or even bareback, we fit like a glove. And I never use a cue. I never had to use a cue because it was so rhythmic and we just moved together. I I get choked up again because there's just nothing more beautiful than that, right? That knowingness. just, It's just, yeah, it's
0: really something how exactly was it that you came to find Gestalt? So you had Vision Quest for years and then Avery yeah. and building your relationships. And it wasn't until later that you started it. So what was that like?
1: <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh. Well, I'm always up for a good adventure, right? And so I was asked by a friend to take a um to head out to Montana with her and take part in this woman's retreat. And, you know, if I'm a hundred percent honest at the time, I was like, that sounds great, but what really appeals to me is this opportunity to ride horses through this countryside, right? And do this thing. And so you know, I'm always up for an adventure, but I wanted to go out to experience Montana from this, you know, standpoint of, yes, I'm going to ride through horses through this countryside and it's just going to, you know, be this magical, wonderful experience. I'm going to love this. And, um, and not so much about, (laughs) I guess I just didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Right. Like I wasn't sure I went like just, for the, you know, yes, I'll do this, the spontaneity of going. And anyway, when I got there, um, wow. <laughs> wow is all I have to say. Like I, the, the Montana retreat was on like, um, I think it's like 65,000 acres. Um, it was just so stunning, right? The expansiveness of this. I, I, wow, I was just blown away. Um, I was so excited to ride horses through this. I really wanted to ride my horses through this, <laughs> but you know, I was so excited. And, um, the whole retreat was wrapped around Gestalt and I'd never been exposed to Gestalt. So really the idea behind it is, um, mindfulness, right. To get us into our body, to have this experience. And the thing about it is that what I saw horses do changed everything. It changed my whole life. It, it, like I always knew the magic. I, really believe that i was just selfish <laughs> about it i i wanted that i knew what it was and it was really sacred to me but i'd never seen it like that right this took it to a whole new level i watched horses partner with people to help them heal some of the deepest traumas of their whole life i i was in awe. I mean, some, I'm trying to put words to it now, but at the time I couldn't. In fact, I came back from that and I couldn't tell my husband for two weeks, I couldn't talk about it. For one week, I didn't talk about it because I, wow, like I just wanted to, Like I knew that I'd witnessed something so special and I didn't know how to articulate it. I didn't know how to put what I had seen into words because it was something. It was really something. I mean, one thing is to have a horse lie, align line at chakras to you, right? And that's like, wow, how does he know these things, right? But some horses, and I have one here on my farm, will actually pantomime um, a trauma or or show you what you're not really willing to see yourself. And that, g- gosh, I don't even know. Like, how do they do that? What is that? That has to come from a place that is beyond all knowing, you know, like the human capacity to, to know that, right? Do we know that? Like it, When I see a horse act out, move its body in a way to act out, what that person's personal trauma was and they see it played out for them in real time. Gosh, man, that's like, that's something. How do you explain that? And so in that moment, I knew, I don't know what this is necessarily. I don't know what this is, but I know that I have to be part of this. That I know how horses, you know, help me to feel. I know the things I've overcome in the presence of my horses, but this is a whole nother level. This is really slowing down to witness what they're capable of. That's something. So you started at this retreat in Montana,
0: which Mm -hmm. sounds... So dreamy. I would sign up for that in a second, too. (laughs) So then you found this huge, huge path. But so now sort of full circle, you mentioned that now you run retreats at Ranchlands that focus on horse medicine, community and reconnection to land. So what has that journey been like from you starting this undertaking, becoming a gestalt is it practitioner, or
1: yeah, so... <laughs>
0: okay, okay, yeah, tell us more
1: about that <laughs> yes. so um okay, let's see, um well, I think maybe first, I'd like to say that the horses were able to bring me full circle, right, Gestalt brought me full circle, and my own practice. God, gave me the ability to weave together my um, skills as a horticulturist, as an herbalist, and as a horsewoman, right? I got to weave these all together to come up with a creative way to bring people back to themselves, to allow people to have this really beautiful session with the horses and, um, uh, like a cathartic healing release. I mean, it was just, it's just such, oh, I'm grateful every day for that. Right. And then, so people come to my farm and they see me here. I have, um, five horses and each one of them offers a different, each one of them has their thing, right? Right. Maybe I'll, I can say a little bit about that too, and weave that into my retreat with ranchlands, because all horses have the capability of doing this, and each one has an opportunity to step up for the work that they that they kind of specialize in, or that they that they're able to do. So one of my horses is a real chakra horse and he can even pantomime these um, in these sessions. I have a mare who I didn't realize, um, you know, she had lost a baby um, years ago and um, now her, her spot in the herd is when I have a client come in who's suffered deep grief over the loss of a child, um, in any way, right? She's, um, from her stall to get out. That's her client. That's the one for her, right? Even if I've chosen another horse to work the session, um, I instantly realize, oh, that's what we're doing right? So then she can participate in that session and has a lot to offer. It's really, it's really unbelievable. But with Ranchlands, it gave me this opportunity to um, take what I do here on this farm and take it to a location that could give people this opportunity from all over. So women from all over the United States come to this retreat. It's held in October. um, And they're all strangers to one another, typically. And it is this beautiful connection of women who Want to explore, right? They oftentimes are horsewomen, but not always. Um, they get to be part of something that um, gives them a better understanding or knowing of themselves, and allows them to connect with the land and nature and the horses. And because of that, builds this beautiful community. I mean, women have been getting together in circle for centuries, right? It's just like this powerful thing. And when you gather like that at this retreat, you bear witness to each other's, um, each other's healing. And there's something really sacred in that. And when you add the horses into that, it just sprinkles it with like even more magic than ever, right? It just like sprinkles it with all this great stuff. So um ranchlands is also this really unique place that oh gosh what can i say about that it just pulls on my heartstrings and taps into everything that i love right it's these big open spaces and um horses and but they have a real responsibility to the land they have a real um, stewardship over that place that they take very seriously. And so I look at this particular retreat as an opportunity for education, to bring people out to nature and to have them really explore all aspects of it, right? To really, oh gosh, deep in that, rich in that whole experience it's not just about the horses. It's not just about gestalt. It's about the land. It's about herbalism. Cause we do a lot of herbal self-care rituals that are woven through that. Um, it, it is about, gosh, respect and reciprocity and, um, giving back and, um, and it's also about leaving there, taking away those lessons and inspiring other people, right? Inspiring others and the more people that um, do these things and experience them and fearlessly or uh, approach their own happiness and mental health from this place, right? What a what a great thing, what a healthier place, what a healthier world, what a healthier us. We can see outside of ourselves. We're not stuck. And I think it's a, a beautiful place where everyone is on this equal playing field and we can, there's so many experiences and gifts to be shared, not only from that, but from the connection of others. So I just really, I, I, yeah, I love it. It has a real special, um, yeah, it has a really special meaning to me. To do it there, especially to do it there.
0: I really hope to be a part of one of those circles
1: <laughs> one year. I love that. All
0: all of my favorite things combined, and just <laughs> also f- the fact that you're a folk herbalist and. I don't know much about horticulture, but could you talk about how you weave that in with your approach with gestalt and horses?
1: Yeah. So, um, as a horticulturist, I've always created space for people to be able to go out and enjoy nature, maybe in their own backyard, right? It was really important to me to, um, or an opportunity for me to immerse myself in nature as a career. And, you know, it's not something that when I started doing it was lucrative. <laughs> it's like, I didn't go into it going, oh, this is a big career choice, right? No, I just knew that it made me feel really good. It made me feel good to be outside all day and around plants and to be able to share that and create spaces for people to go out and have an experience right in their own backyard and so here on my farm um, my farm is um, 300 years old it's uh, in a little coastal community in New England and um, I've it's it's tiny it's only four acres I had an opportunity to connect and really listen to what this um, needed to become or wanted to become. Most people come in and clear cut farms. So they're flatlands and I um, allowed for all the natural pathways and weaving around and through and um, to create something where you feel like it's much bigger than it is and left all the native vegetation and allowed it to be a really natural experience where you feel like you've settled into this really loving place. Um, so that's what this farm is. Herbalism, I you know, have always um, grown my own herbs and used those in a medicinal way for myself, And then recently have been using them to help my horses as a way to give back to them. But when someone comes to see me, um, I like to give them an opportunity to continue on from our session through a self-care practice. And that might look something like um, flower essence, which I make here on the farm that could correspond to whatever they might be going through in their life at the moment right to help them it's you know um, operates on an energetic level and it's really beautiful potent um, earth medicine and so we're we're approaching it from all sides I feel right and giving them this thing to carry forward with them. It's about being in the presence of nature here and um, healing through the horses and then carrying something back, you know, with you into your life as a practice. So, yeah, I feel very fortunate, very fortunate to be able to offer this. And I'm just, it lights me up every day. I mean, it really just to see my horses do the work. It's the, I mean, They touch my heart in a way that I just could never. It's hard for me to articulate. I mean, I'm stumbling, I'm fumbling around here, like trying to find a word that can that can you know, uh, like define the whole thing. And I can't. My it just takes my breath away, and my heart wants to explode every day. And the and my clients, you know, seeing them and the the changes that it makes in their life is really something. I have a woman who texted me this morning from Mount Everest, from the base of Mount Everest to tell me that she took a picture of my horse Wilder with her to give her the courage to do this. She's in her late seventies, right? And I, that's it. I burst into tears. I mean, to think that that guy out there in my backyard has changed someone's life, right? That's really something. That's really something. So, yeah, I'm grateful for sure.
0: That is so incredible. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of the best testimonials I think I've ever (laughs) heard at the base of Mount Everest, like that kind of bravery and courage.
1: Yeah, it's really something. So, yeah, that's what I mean. I can't even, gosh, when someone to try to put this into words, like really. um, tell the story of what an experience is like, it just comes from this, uh, like this place of total vulnerability and us bearing witness to what's possible and the magic of it. I mean, really, I can't, there's just no other way for me to describe it. It's a gift that I'm always feeling so protective of the horses. I think I've always felt that way from the beginning, as long as I can remember, right? Like this need to protect them and stand up for them and be a voice. And when I see them do this work, I think, gosh, this is it. This is what I want to share because this I think is like their legacy, their opportunity to open themselves up so freely. And so giving for us, what, you know, for us, like, gosh, man, that is just, that's just something else. That's so beautiful and so inspiring. And I, yeah, I learned something from that every single day for sure. For sure we can only be like that. Right. 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 I see why you're so
0: protective of them though. I have that feeling about my herd for sure. But I also wonder like now that I'm seeing more like equine therapy or equine facilitated methods out there in the world, I keep hearing this word leeching. And part of me has this like resistance to it thinking that, okay, we're just like Letting our problems flow into the horse and now they get uh-huh. to carry it. But it sounds like with your approach, it's it's never a like shoving onto them. And then, like you said, they're at liberty. So they're doing it completely. They're offering consent to do that freely and they can walk away whenever they want. But... I'm curious if you have a practice with them of like clearing or do you notice after a session that's like particularly potent? Do they seem to be like they have this different energy about them or what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I was always protective like what is too much, right? Like what but it is consensual. They can uh remove themselves at any time. They can they cannot be a participant. They do choose it. It's that it's something. But I do limit the amount of people that I would see, right. For a session like that. Um, And I give my horses time away from it. Um, Like um, how do I say it? But in a session, I can tell you that leeching is something that horses will do all the time. They do it all day long to each other and it's a release of energy, right? They're releasing energy when they do that. They can also draw energy or leech it away from you. They're like, it's still a release. But when a horse is done with a session, actually, let me even say this different. When a horse is in a session, they do leech. They do leech a client from a client After a session, um, they will roll or I typically allow my client to release them out into the pasture. So what that looks like, and this is just a practice that I do because I feel like there's some symbolism to that. We'll work in an area that is one pasture, a fenced pasture, but the horse can move freely or, you know, check out if it wanted to. but. When the session is done, it's important to release that horse into another field and let them go for a gallop. They'll typically do one full circle and then go down and roll. They do it all day long right? They release energy all day long. They're able to shake that off, right? If you see a horse who's frightened in a field by something, right? And goes into that fight or flight mode, as soon as they've calmed down, they'll lick and chew, right? They'll figure that out. Or if it's um, if it's a lot of energy, they will, after it's all done, they'll roll, They'll roll it off or shake, right? That's their ability to let things go. And they have to as a survival mechanism too. But for us, what I can tell you about the gestalt is that because they are at liberty, they can choose. um, They are able to release that after a session or however they need to. My mentor will say that, that horses are the original Reiki masters, right? And they're able to do that for us as well as regulate their own nervous system because they do. That's what their that's their innate sense is to regulate their nervous system, you know? And so I trust in that and I've never Gosh, I was like, I have had. I will do two clients. Some sometimes I will do two clients in a day, right? But typically, I try not to. I limit the amount of sessions that I do. Um, but I'll do a session, and um, later in the day, I I think I'm going to use another horse. And my horse that worked in the morning, nope, he's ready to go he'll bang on the gate or want to be in that paddock. He, yeah. And so I let them choose really. I do. Um, it might be different for someone who only has one horse. Um, it is very different, or I believe it to be very different from a facilitated equine facilitated learning um, type because I'm not, and again, anytime Horses step up in a positive way to do this work. I applaud, right? I'm I'm for that, um, but I can't speak to all the games driven or um, result driven uh, practices because in Gestalt we believe that you hold the answers within you, and the horse is the guide that allows you to go on the you know journey of uncovering them. Really. So it's, there's no time limit. There's no, you set the pace, you set the tone. And the horse has this way of settling into that work and allowing it to unfold. And I don't know, it's just this beautiful alchemy of horses being in tune to themselves and in tune to the world around them and offering a healing modality for people. Again, it's about us slowing down to recognize it.
0: Well, I'm really curious too. So obviously your community is lucky to have you right there with your farm and your herd, but for someone, you know, in different parts of the country, or maybe they're not even involved in the horse world at all, but they're interested in this kind of work, where would you say the starting point? Would you advise them to travel to experience with a practitioner or at their barn and they might be at a farm like how you talked about where you had quest where no one else is on the same page as them, but they want to have this healing relationship with their horse. How might they get started?
1: Um, That's a really good question. I think um, I will say this. Most of the people, if not all of the people that come to see me as clients have no horse experience whatsoever which I find really interesting, but, um, they don't. And, um, oftentimes horse people are the most skeptical, which is a little heartbreaking to me, but it speaks volumes about the relationship between, um, people and their horses as, um, I'm going to use the word equals because I kind of, you know, that's how I feel about it, but you know, not to see them for who they are or as individuals, let's say that. Right. Um, and it speaks to that. So people come to see me because they're curious and they've often tried many different types of therapy. And so they're curious and they're looking and they're searching because it is not talk therapy. We are moving through an experience and it's, it's a lot different. Um, some people travel. Um, I had just recently two people travel from, you know, three States away to come for a session. Um, but if you were on the West coast, say you could, there are, um, gestalt practitioners through, um, They're on listed, even listed on the Touched by a Horse website. So they could go to that and find a practitioner in their state. Some have different niches um, that, you know, might fall into, you know, what someone, the needs of someone in that area. Um, So you could do that. And there's several different um, practitioners who offer Gestalt retreats, Um, my retreat one in Colorado at Ranchlands that's annually. So people could come to that, but, um, even gestalt is a methodology to be able to kind of dip your toe in, you know, I know people do phone coaching as well. I think that there's something though about being present. I mean, I think that's the deal being present and, um, with the horses, um, that is the experience to carry back into your life. So yeah, it just depends. People do travel, um, but there is the opportunity for um, to see other practitioners in different states. Yeah. There are so many words, I think,
0: in, in the horse world now for work similar to that, but um, I'm so glad to have you on because I've known another gestalt practitioner. But um, it's just... She kept saying it's something that you really have to experience for yourself to know. And even how you say it, I really like how you say it. it's just, it's beyond words. Because I think the real magic with horses, like they they don't use any words to describe it. So how could we possibly get it across?
1: You have to really experience it. So that makes so Absolutely. much sense. Absolutely, that's it, you know, and your experience is going to be completely different than someone else's experience. It will touch you and have the same um you know healing ability for you, but it's different because you know we're bringing every one of us is bringing something different to the table, right and um once people I think the thing is taking the first step through the door, you know, just putting yourself there, you're opening yourself up to a really amazing experience. And, um, I think that's the deal really is when someone, when someone shows up and they don't know what to expect and it unfolds into this. (laughs) They can't even, they can't even explain it when someone asks them, so what happened there? Right. They just know how it feels. And to me, that's the most beautiful compliment, right? If you can't explain it, but you can feel it, I've done my job (laughs) because the point is to open you up to feel into your body, to be present, and to move through life from that place so that you can experience, like truly experience all the things around you and all the possibility before you. That's it, right? Big deep breath on that. I feel that. I feel yeah. that.
0: <laughs> if there's any other... Notes that you want to bring forth or experiences or thoughts, please feel free to share.
1: I've always felt that as much as they give to us, we can never repay them enough. Right. And so it's important to offer something, to make an offering to them. And the way that I do that is through herbal medicine. Right. Like I offer to them. A way to, for them to connect, to get back to things that they are sometimes even denied in the sense that when a horse goes out to graze in a pasture, it doesn't always have the accessibility to all the medicine it needs to heal itself and in a knowing, you know, they know what they need, but it's not always accessible to them. So when I see my horse in a situation where um, they could use a, oh gosh, like just a boost or a, um, I have a mare who's in heat and really struggling with being in heat. I can offer her herbs that aren't accessible to her, but that grow naturally. They're just out of reach for her. Does this, you know, that, that will help her to go through that experience. Right, it's like a giving back, or something to lift them up, or to buffer them from um, temperature changes, or the harshness of winter, or just some soothing something I can give back to them as an offering. Um, you asked about the leaching and you know that energy release. I sage after my sessions. I sage the whole farm. I walk down the trails. I sage the paddocks. And that to me just releases energy and honors them where they live. They live there and I'm bringing people to them, but I also feel the need to give back to them, right? To not, it shows that I'm, that I honor and respect that and that I'm, I would never want to feel like I've taken advantage of them in any way because our home this place is the most sacred thing that we have it's where we find all of our safety and security our root chakra man like we're like right in there and so the give back is always important and I think that you know we even even people who are in riding facilities right or like stables with many other horses have an opportunity to give back in those ways. When you get off your horse, how do you thank them? Right? What do you do? What could you do as a ritual? Something earthbound and natural to tie the two of you together, to seal your bond is much more than just, you know, riding your horse. It's more than that. It's a relationship. It's more than that. Yeah. We're all more than who you see on the outside, right? Or more than that. So yeah, give back.
0: (laughs) Ritual, I really like that too, ritual. Just makes it more sacred and all about honoring.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Before we close too, I wanted to see how you define health and
1: horsemanship. I think that we are all students, right? We're all like learning as we go, but to have an openness and a vulnerability and acceptance and awareness brings us into the present moment to really experience who we are and how we move through the world, right? And I think that is like, when we don't lead with our heart, which is super vulnerable, that is... Gosh, asking people to do that, that's a big thing. But when we do, man, the whole world opens up. The whole darn world opens up. And we're able to meet things from a place of love and acceptance and not not power, not oh control, right? Just I think the healthiest people are the most vulnerable people. When you can approach things from that place. That speaks volumes and horses see that and they honor that by showing up, by giving it right back to you, right? They stand side by side, heart to heart with us every day if we just let them just be in that moment. And I think that people want to do the same thing. I think that people want to be seen and heard and felt and, you know, that that's kind of, <laughs> It's the thing that scares us the most, but yet brings us the most joy. It's the thing that, gosh, can fill us up right to the tippy top, right to the top. I mean, that's that's where the magic is. That's about being as healthy as you can be. Seeing you for who you are, acknowledging it, and not being afraid. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I, I yeah. I get excited about that. The stuff that scares me is the stuff that I want to jump right into. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: that just gave me chills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. And then
1: how do you define horsemanship? I define horsemanship as um, all about respect. It's a mutual respect. It's an honoring of one another. It's a slowing down to listen and acknowledge each other's preferences and and abilities and communicating that way. Yeah, that's what partnership is, acceptance of who we are and what we have to offer and not asking any more than that. You know, it's about being and being in the presence of each other. And it just is such a gift when you can put all those things together on the ground and so, that being in the saddle doesn't even matter. And when it does, it connects the dots of all the things that you've grown and learned together and fits like a glove, man. It's like that's where you st- strengthen that bond even more of who you are. It doesn't start in the saddle, it starts on the ground, right next to each other, right next to each other. That's where it starts. Yeah. That's what horsemanship is to me. Yeah, that equal, equal mutual respect. agree. Yeah. When you're
0: in that world of horses and nature, you know, words are not a necessity. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the deal is
0: how to describe it, how to really put these
1: intangible
0: aspects into words. No easy feat.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, people ask me too, like, you know, when they ask you, like, what's the horse's role is, The horse is the healer. You know, the horse, I'm there to get people to settle into their bodies and be in their bodies, which is hard, right? Like that that alone can be really challenging, but that's my job. And then the horse does the rest. I mean, really, they do the rest. Absolutely. They're the true, yeah, gestaltists. 100 percent 100 percent yeah yep mm. i love it so kelly where can people find you well they can follow me on instagram at a wild omen um they can check out ranch lands um for the retreat if they're interested or any of the ranch lands offerings which are you know mind-blowing and magic all wrapped up um and my practice is here in west newberry massachusetts and um my horses are here on this farm and i'm happy to answer any questions or you know talk about gestalt and horses anytime so they just have to reach out awesome
0: thank you so so much for being here (laughs)
1: <laughs> this was so exciting I loved it thank you
0: yeah I yeah I hope that some of the listeners really get in touch with you to learn more and schedule a session and
1: I would love that
0: reminding me that I need to schedule a session with my local gestalt practitioner here good
1: for you thank you <laughs> all right thank you so
0: much Kelly again Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to these stories on healing and horsemanship. If you're moved by this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to help the show grow. This show is supported by The Herd. The Herd offers monthly bonuses for members, including access to a growing content library on all things health, wellness, and horses. Join today at wildwhaling.com slash herd membership. And until next time... I wish you harmony in your health and with horses.